Hey there. If you're yearning for more order, joy, and precious moments of peace, and you want to be fully present with your little ones, I've got something special just for you. It's a free time audit tool that can be your first step towards reclaiming your time and finding that balance. Doing a time audit is key to unlocking a life filled with precious moments to be cherished. By using this tool, you will be able to reclaim control. You will gain a sense of control over your daily routines, allowing you to focus on what truly matters, like spending quality time with your children. You will rediscover joy. The time audit tool will help you identify time-wasting habits and replace them with activities that bring you joy and fulfillment. You'll also unearth peace. By managing your time more efficiently, you will experience a newfound sense of peace, reducing stress and chaos in your daily lives. You will also be more present with the ability to allocate your time mindfully. You'll be more fully present with your children, creating lasting memories during this precious phase of your kids' lives. In short, this time audit is the first step towards a life where you are in control, filled with joy, and able to savor the fleeting moments with your little ones. Don't miss out on this opportunity to transform your daily life into one that's truly meaningful and fulfilling. Grab your free time audit now and make the change you've been yearning for. Simply click on the link to the show notes where you are listening to this podcast or head over to tanyavalentinecoaching.com. That's T-A-N-Y-A-V-A-L-E-N-T-I-N-E coaching.com to access your free time audit today. Hey friend, my name is Tanya Valentine and I'm a mom of three registered nurse turned certified life coach and entrepreneur. And I'm so excited to welcome you to the Momentum Podcast, a weekly podcast where we bypass the small talk and get right into the real struggles moms face every day. From bedtime battles to feeling like no matter what we do, it's never enough. Think of this as your mom support group in the form of a podcast. Each week, we introduce new ways of thinking and actionable tools you can implement to bring more ease, peace, and joy in your home. Go from treading water to finding your flow in motherhood. Welcome back to another episode of the Momentum Podcast, the show dedicated to inspiring, uplifting, and empowering women on their journey through motherhood. I'm your host, Tanya Valentine, and I'm so happy you're here. So how is everyone's holidays? Oh, and happy new year. At the time you're listening to this podcast, it will officially be 2024. Can you believe it? I cannot. This year has absolutely just blown by. By the time this episode airs, it will have been a little over a week past Christmas. 
And what I wanted to talk about today is a trial that I encountered over Christmas, which now was just the other day. And it's something that I was really troubled by. And I thought it would serve as a good topic for the podcast, as I know, I know I'm not alone in my struggle with this. So what I'm alluding to is the topic of today's episode, and that is clutter. And I'm going to start by telling you the story of what happened on Christmas as it relates to clutter. And then that will lead me into talking a little bit more about clutter, what it is, how it can affect you and your psyche, methods to manage yourself around clutter, as well as strategies you can implement to declutter. So stick around to the end of this episode as I'm going to share with you my free decluttering checklist for busy moms. So to start, let me welcome you to the shadow side of my brain. Full disclosure, I am someone who is triggered by clutter. Maybe you can imagine what that's like when you have three kids ages six and under. It can get a little tricky. So what happened on Christmas was... First, let me explain that Serena, who is now 17 months, has not been sleeping well lately. She's been reverting back to sleeping like she was a newborn, like waking up every couple of hours. So I've been a little sleep deprived. Both me and Chris have been sleep deprived. So Christmas Eve, as I was just about to get into bed for the night, a little after 11, which is pretty late for me because I like to go to bed by 10 because I like to get up at five and do my morning routine before everybody gets up. Anyway, so I'm about to get into bed and I'm exhausted when I hear it. It's Serena and she's crying. I was going to let her cry it out, but both Chris and I, we decided that of all nights, this would not be a good idea because we didn't want her waking up the other two kids because then once they once they woke up and saw there were presents under the tree, it was going to be really hard to get them to go back to sleep. So I went into her room until she fell asleep, came back to our bed a little after midnight, and then shortly after Lucia was up and in my room. And you can imagine she was so excited after seeing that Santa had come to our house then she couldn't fall asleep and she wanted me to rub her back. So I gave her what was probably the world's worst back massage as I drifted off to sleep. And then the next thing I know, it's 3 a.m. and Rock was in my room and he's like, mommy, mommy, Santa was here. Look what I got. And he's showing me a Christmas gift and pointing out that it has his name on it. Look, it says R-O-C-C-O. <laughs> now I hear Serena crying. So I have to go in her room again until she falls asleep. And I think I finally got Rocco to fall asleep again around five, which is when I was getting up to do my morning routine. And I ended up snapping on him. I told him he was not allowed to get out of bed until it was six. So needless to say, like many parents, I'm sure I started the day very sleep deprived. So fast forward past me still, I was able to squeeze in my morning routine and shower and the kids, they were actually pretty patient and they waited for Chris to wake up before opening any gifts. And I made the older kids some hot chocolate and we played a little Christmas music as they tore through all of the gifts. Um, Rocco at one point had a meltdown because he didn't get the volcano experiment that he had just only asked for for the first time about two days prior to Christmas. But anyway, once the gift opening was finished my living room looked 
probably similar to many homes all over the country and the world on this day. It looked like a freaking bomb went off. So I could just feel the tension rising in my body as the thoughts just came flooding into my brain of all the things that I needed to do. And I just stuffed it all down and thought, I've got to move on to the next thing, which is making everyone breakfast. So I made them all homemade waffles, which just added to the messy state of my home, just adding to my frustration and anxiety. And then I had to make rice balls to bring to my in-laws, which is where we were going to celebrate Christmas. I looked around and there was just stuff everywhere, wrapping paper, boxes, toys, clothes scattered all over the floor, stuff on the tables. The sink was full of dishes and our kitchen island was just cluttered with bowls, utensils, plates, flour, and some random toys the kids had brought to the table. I kept trying to tell myself, like, just take a deep breath and focus on one thing at a time. But the problem was I didn't allow myself to pause and really like allow for and process what I was feeling. I just kept stuffing it down because I was thinking, I don't have time for this. I have so much to do. I have to have these rice balls ready in time for us to leave to be at my in-laws on time. And the rice balls, if you've ever made them, they're, they can be very time consuming. But the problem with this, it was just it was just making my anxiety worse. I was resisting the feeling because I was telling myself, I don't have time for this. I just need to keep moving. I just need to focus on getting everything done in time. But in doing so, I was just making things worse. I was so overwhelmed, so distracted, so scattered. And I would just start picking up one thing and then get distracted and move on to another task, leaving things unfinished, like everywhere. I'd start folding laundry, then I'd do a little cleanup in the kitchen, then throw some wrapping paper and boxes away. I'd attempt to organize gifts, and all the while, I, was, I wasn't being fully present for my family. I was all in my head. I was complaining both in my head and out loud about the cluttered mess all around me. I convinced myself that it would be better for both me and my family if I just stayed at home instead of going with them to my in-laws. I snapped at the kids because they were too loud. They wouldn't listen or when they fought with one another. But if I had just taken the time to pause and relax my body, maybe I could have come up with a better way to help them resolve their conflict, but not from the space that I was in. So needless to say, I did not respond to them in a way that I'm proud of. Um, I spent the rest of the day making the rice balls, cleaning up while also, you know, helping the kids get ready for the day. I nursed Serena and I put her down for a nap, but I also was judging myself for just being miserable. Like, why can't I just enjoy myself? It's like, I wouldn't even allow myself to experience joy because I was caught in this negativity spin cycle. I was blaming the kids for how I felt like if they would have just slept, maybe then I wouldn't be so grumpy and miserable. I didn't do any thought work, which I know would have helped. I didn't allow or process my feelings. My main focus was just getting rice balls done in time for Chris and the kids to go to his parents. And I was thinking I needed to focus on getting this place cleaned up so that I could feel better. So where I was mistaken was thinking that the circumstance needed to change in order for me to feel better. I thought that the house needed to be clean in order for me to feel better.
but actually what needed to change was my thoughts. My thoughts that day were rubbish. Here were some of my thoughts. There's stuff everywhere. This place is a disaster. It looks like a bomb went off here. I'm miserable. I hate clutter. Everything is so disorganized and chaotic. I can't think straight with all of this stuff everywhere. This is all a bunch of junk. Now I have to find a place to put it all. So it's no wonder I was feeling overwhelmed and scattered. The truth was that I was choosing these thoughts. In the moment, I felt like the thoughts were choosing me. Do you ever feel like this? Like you have no control over your thoughts? And this is somewhat true. Sometimes you will get a random thought that seems to come out of nowhere. But ultimately, you have the option to believe that thought, to focus on it. Or you could allow it to pass like a cloud floating by in the sky. Because that's what thoughts do, is they come and they go. And we are not our thoughts. So I know I kind of went on a tangent there, but I just want to illustrate the effect of our thoughts. And although the focus is on clutter today, I do want to emphasize that the clutter is actually a circumstance. And it is our thoughts about the clutter that will determine our experience with it. And this is true because I know that there are people out there who are unaffected by clutter, who don't turn into a monster over the sight of things scattered all over the place. However, clutter does tend to have an effect on the brain in that it is an added stimulus that the brain must process. Everything coming into our senses, everything you see, hear, smell, touch, taste, needs to be processed by the brain. So clutter does then have this effect of overwhelming our senses. So let's then look at clutter as an obstacle. I thought I could take this challenge that I was faced with this Christmas, learn from it, share what I learned with you all, and then create a plan for this obstacle in the future. I know clutter is something I'm triggered by. So next year, I'm going to go into it with a better plan. I think one strategy moving forward could be maybe to buy less. But also what I would like to plan for next year is to have a dedicated day to go through the kids' toys and declutter. That way, I feel like I have space for the new things that are coming into our home. So clutter, let's talk about it. What is it? I looked it up and the definition of clutter is a disorganized collection of various things that are unnecessary, untidy, or disorderly, often leading to a crowded and chaotic environment. It includes items that are out of place, unused, or create a sense of confusion due to their accumulation in a space. Clutter can exist in physical spaces like homes, offices, or even in digital environments where there's an excess of unorganized information or files. Now, what I want to add to that is the fact that we can also have clutter in our minds. <clears throat> clutter in our minds mirrors the disarray we experience in physical spaces. It refers to the accumulation of thoughts, worries, and distractions that overcrowd our mental space. This mental clutter can be an amalgamation of unfinished tasks, unresolved emotions, excessive information, or conflicting priorities. Similar to physical clutter, 
mental clutter can impede our ability to focus, to make decisions, and maintain mental clarity. It creates a sense of overwhelm, making it challenging to concentrate on essential tasks or to relax. Just as a cluttered physical environment can cause stress, a cluttered mind can lead to increased anxiety and decreased productivity. So clearing mental clutter involves organizing thoughts, prioritizing tasks, and practicing mindfulness or meditation to regain mental clarity. Simplifying our mental space helps us focus better, make better decisions, and feel more at peace with our thoughts and emotions. And this process can involve strategies like journaling, mindfulness exercises, setting priorities, and establishing boundaries to declutter our minds and regain mental balance. So to make this as simple as possible, if you get as triggered as I do by clutter, it can help to establish some decluttering routines. And the best way to do this is, I think, to have a plan. One way to make sure it gets done is by putting it on your calendar. Once it's on your calendar, as long as you know you will follow through with it, then it is as good as done. So to reduce overwhelm, might I suggest creating a a separate plan for decluttering your physical space and then one for decluttering your mental space. So right now, maybe get out a piece of paper and a pen and I want you to list seven things you can do to help declutter your physical space. Make it easy, like easy enough that it will increase your likelihood of actually doing it because it's just so easy. Like, for example, cleaning out a sock drawer, just one sock drawer. Now that you've identified seven things you will do to declutter your physical space, let's move on to the mental space. Can you list seven things you can do to declutter your mental space? And I'll give you some examples to get you started. Meditation, prayer, journaling. And journaling is actually huge because it takes the thoughts that are stuck on a loop in our brain and it transforms them into something linear so that you can actually see them on paper. And then by doing this, it helps to create some space between you and your thoughts. You get to experience your thoughts like this as the observer, like you are on the outside looking in as opposed to being lost in the woods. Do you know what I'm saying? And by doing this, you will be able to question your thoughts, ask if this thought is true. And then like decluttering your closet, you choose whether or not you want to keep that thought, maybe even choosing a more empowering thought to take its place. For example, if your thought was, I'm the worst mom ever, can you challenge that thought? Like, is that thought true? Are you really the worst mom ever? No. Now you can start looking for ways that prove that thought to be false, like in what ways am I a good mom? I make sure my children are fed, they're clothed, they're bathed, they're safe. I love them fiercely. Now replace the thought with I'm a good mom. Now moving on to the clutter in your physical space. So physical clutter can significantly impact our psyche in various ways. It can create uh, increased stress and anxiety. Living in a cluttered environment can elevate our stress levels, 
the chaos and disorganization can trigger feelings of anxiety, making it challenging to relax or unwind at home. It can also decrease our focus and productivity. It can distract and overwhelm the mind, hindering our concentration and productivity. And it's harder to focus on tasks when we're surrounded by disorder. It also has a negative emotional impact. It might evoke negative emotions such as frustration, guilt, or embarrassment. And clutter reminds you of unaccomplished tasks, or it can contribute to feelings of inadequacy. Cluttered environment can affect our decision-making abilities. Studies suggest that individuals in tidy spaces tend to make clearer, more thoughtful decisions than those in cluttered surroundings. It also can create a reduced sense of control. Living in a cluttered space may lead to a feeling of being out of control. It might seem difficult to manage one's life when the immediate environment is chaotic. So by decluttering physical spaces, you can often experience a significant improvement in mental well-being. A tidy and organized space can promote a sense of calmness, increase productivity, and positively impact overall mental health and emotional well-being. Now, I don't want you to hear all of this and feel inadequate if you feel your environment is disorganized or messy. It is very challenging to keep your home organized when you have kids. I struggle with this every day. I want you to know, most importantly, that the state of your home does not reflect your worthiness as a human being. Rather, if this is something you struggle with like I do, I want you to first know that you are not alone. Know that you can change the way you think about it. Being reminded that just because you have a messy home does not mean that your life is a mess or that you are a mess. You have kids. This is your life right now. This season of our life is temporary. And I think we all know that there is going to come a day in the future when our kids are all grown and out of the house and our homes are spick and span. And we are going to actually miss all the noise and stuff all over the place. And if you need some help with the physical decluttering process, I created a very quick, easy, budget-friendly checklist to get you started. I suggest you print it out and keep it in front of you as you start to declutter. I think you will find it very helpful, especially if you tend to get distracted because using this checklist will help keep you focused on the task at hand by providing you with an easy step-by-step method for you to follow. And you can access this checklist from the link provided wherever you're listening to this podcast or by going to the show notes. So as we conclude this episode, I hope my experience shared today has resonated with some of you, especially those navigating the beautiful chaos of motherhood. Remember, clutter isn't just about the physical objects that surround us. It's equally about the clutter in our minds. Whether it's a disheveled home after the holidays or the overwhelming mental clutter that holds us back, it's crucial to recognize that we have the power to declutter and regain control over our spaces and thoughts. I invite you to take action today. Start by downloading the free decluttering checklist designed especially for busy moms. This checklist is simple, effective, and crafted with your needs in mind. It's a tool to help you reclaim your space, both physical and mental, in manageable, budget-friendly ways. 
Remember, it's not about seeking perfection or waiting for circumstances to change. It's about shifting our thoughts and perspectives. As we tidy our spaces, we untangle our minds, enabling us to be more present, focused, and content within the beautiful chaos of life. Thank you for joining me today. Don't forget to access the free decluttering checklist and start your journey towards a more organized and peaceful life. Again, you can find the checklist either where you are listening to this episode or by clicking on the show notes. And please connect with me on social media at Tiny Valentine Coaching. I'd love to hear your thoughts and takeaways from the show. Also, if I could ask you a favor, if you found the show valuable, I would so appreciate it if you would share it with someone you know would benefit from it. Or if you could provide a quick rating and review of the show, this helps more amazing moms like you find the show so they know they are not alone on this roller coaster ride of motherhood. The goal of this show is to help listeners shift their mindset and learn tools and strategies to help them thrive on their journey through motherhood. Because a thriving mom creates a thriving family, which ultimately extends into the community. Until next week, my friends, enjoy this week with your family. I'm rooting for you and always thinking of you. Goodbye for now. Life coaching is all about empowering yourself, leveling up, and taking decisive action. It's about learning how to live a more conscious, intentional life, one with passion and purpose. Being reminded that you are in the driver's seat of this thing called life. Yes, there are things that will happen that are out of your control, but allow me to remind you of the things that are in your control so you can find your way to peace through any storm. Have you ever felt that inner nudge, that restless feeling deep within, like there's more for you out there? I want you to know that it's your soul speaking to you, and I'm here to help you tune in and listen. I believe those whispers are your dreams yearning to come to life. Let's work together to uncover that inner voice, decipher its message, and turn your dreams into reality. Ready to take that first step? Sign up for a free 30-minute coaching call with me. Let's embark on this transformative journey together. Your dreams are waiting, and I'm here to help you bring them to fruition. Click the link below or simply head to tanyavalentinecoaching.com. That's T-A-N-Y-A-V-A-L-E-N-T-I-N-E coaching.com. And click work with me to sign up for your free 30-minute mini session today.